guys, this is Zoe Sky. Some of you may know me as Dust. Check me out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, thanks for checking out the Irish Whip podcast. Come back soon. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I One. I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com All the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers. We're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? JP here. I am here with Josh. I am here with the crappy microphone on my end. I am here with stuff to fidget in my hand, so if you hear it, that's me. And we are also here with formerly known as Angel Dust, but currently wrestling as Zoe Sky around the world. Um, Zoe, how's it going tonight? It's going great. How are you guys? Ooh, awesome. I'm excited. Now, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what questions JP has prepared. That's how excited I am right now. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> now, you know, the easy stuff is the stuff when you began. You trained under JT Lightning and Johnny Gargano, right? Yes. And that's, I mean, you're going back to, uh, what you, you started about 11, 12 years ago? Uh, it's 11, uh, November will be uh, 12 years since I started training. I started training in, uh, late November, 2006, uh, up in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Did you guys know yeah, back it's then? A, it's been a minute. <laughs> you have any idea back then what Johnny wrestling was going to turn into? Uh, you could tell he was, he was going to be, he was going to be a star somewhere. Uh, you didn't know it was going to be everywhere. Uh, but he, you could tell he had the, literally the heart, the, the drive to uh, be Johnny Wrestling. Like he, he had it in him from, from the moment I met him. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I expected it, but I definitely could see, see him being where he is now back then. That's, I mean, they just, he probably just had one of the greatest feuds in wrestling, period. So, now, you've gone from that, like the wide-eyed student... So 11 years later, like you worked under a lot of vets. I know you worked with like uh, Mercedes Martinez, who's been in the game for a long time. Maria Canellas, who's obviously been around for a while. And you were like that wide-eyed student for a long time. What's it like transforming into being the vet, the one that the, the girls coming in now are kind of looking up to? You've definitely done some research going back to Maria Canellas. And I mean, it's been years since I've... Uh been on and shows and stuff with her. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, even back when I first started, uh, like I, I didn't realize how many girls, uh, even then were around and how much I'd have uh, a chance to be under the learning tree of so many girls, uh, back within the first couple of years I was, I was starting, I, I got a chance to, to have a match with, uh, 
you know, girls like Sarah Del Rey, who's now down, uh, you know, training in NXT, uh, you know, WWE developmental and stuff. And then, you know, Portia Perez before she, you know, put her boots up and, and so many girls. Had I known that I'd have a chance to to be in those girls' shoes now, I probably would have uh, literally written down and just took so many notes of so many things that they told me so I couldn't forget them. Uh, yeah, I literally tell people all the time, I've just, I've, I think I've been hit in the head so many times that I forget so much, but uh, I wish that I had things written down to, to tell them, you know, some of the younger girls and even the guys, you know, like what's been passed around, you know, passed up through me and, and so forth. And I mean, I, I take pride in when people come to me and, and turn to me for suggestions and so forth, but I also don't expect it. You know, I do feel I still have, you know, even with 10, 11 and 12 years going on, in this business, I still have a lot to learn. I have a lot to progress on. So I, you know, I, I still look up to some of those younger girls underneath me who get different experience levels and exposure to even give me some, you know, some go-tos and some things to pass along as well. So it's really not just about me passing things along. It's about all of us helping each other. Now in doing that in your travels, you've been through a couple of the, the bigger companies. I know we talked before we went on the air about pro wrestling syndicate, Shimmer now and Rise now, which are two like top companies really in the country. Like they're working with Impact. What's that like? Uh, it's definitely something I didn't foresee happening. Uh, you know the the co promotion, I guess, the little bit that there's been uh, with with Impact has mostly been with Rise, not necessarily Shimmer as much, but everybody sees Shimmer uh, and Rise kind of as one because. Rise is kind of like the sister promotion. They help bring some of these girls up into Shimmer. Uh, but Rise definitely runs more shows, uh, you know, throughout the year and move around while Shimmer does their, their main tapings and, and so forth. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's definitely great to see that, you know, because, you know, everywhere you go, while you may have, uh, you know, cameras and, and, you know, videographers and so forth going on, you don't have that main presence of, of production that impact is brought for you to really focus and pay attention to. So it's definitely something to, to help, you know, maintain and, and brush up on things that you don't keep a consistent eye out for. You know, I, I you, you learn to, to play to those cameras in the crowd in a, in a different way because you have that different exposure level. Is impact where, where does that stand to you at this point? Is that something in the foreseeable future? Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it, any any chance of me getting someplace is always on, you know, what another promotion wants, you know, if, if I'm the one that they need at the, at the moment. You know, I might not be the right person for for the role that they need, but I definitely would love an opportunity to, you know, showcase what I have there uh, with any of their female competitors. And, you know, it's just, just in general, but it's also the same anywhere I go. You know, I, I definitely want to travel the indies more and, and do more like I'm always happy to, to go to new promotions and new states and new countries and, and everything in between. So while uh, impact and NXT and WWE and, and always, you know, ring of honor, all these promotions are out there and are definitely a goal of mine. It's not necessarily, uh, you, you know, something that I have to have, you know, I just, I just want to keep getting better and, and just, and keep getting, you know, myself out there and in places where I'm reaching my own personal goals. Okay. No. How did, JP, how did I guess I want to jump in real quick and kind of piggyback back off, off of that? Is, um, where where did the stable come from um, with Paradise Lost? If you can talk about that, and how did that come about? Because that's something rarely new that I've, unless I'm missing something, I've only seen it in the last week or two. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I really don't know how much I should uh, get into it. Okay. So, uh, obviously, uh, I'll throw it out there and, uh, you know, we can discuss things on the road. Uh, so, obviously, um, for those who are listening who haven't noticed or pay attention or, or know the difference, uh, Zoe Sky uh, is the name that came um, through a change. I wanted to get rid of Angel Dust and be Zoe Sky. And in that mist, uh, Dust came along. Um, the name Dust uh, was kept through Rosemary, who I decided to start teaming with and, and you know, with Rise. And then, of course, with Shimmer as, as that came along as well. Uh, so I just kind of, you know, I took that name and then I started tagging with, with Rosemary. Um, we went along, uh, you know, for a good few months uh, tagging together and then, you know, being kind of, a you know, a, a two-person stable was, you know, she would have matches, I would be ringside and so forth. Uh, and then prior to, uh, her injury, uh, you know, we had discussion and so forth and so on. And then with the injury, we, we decided that along the returning, uh, Melanie Cruz, who is now known as Ravens Ash through Rise and Shimmer, uh, was just kind of like a perfect timing thing. We, we wanted somebody else in the stable. She happened to be coming back and was interested. So we just kind of went from there to see where it would go. And it's, it's just been uh, beneficial. I think for, for all three of us, it's, it's been a learning experience and just positivity all around. I think if that makes any sense, <laughs> it does. And here's the reason I bring it up is because it's, it's so cool because there's mixtures in it and it's just, I'm a mark when it comes to all sorts of professional wrestling. And I love to experience it all from the bottom to the top. So when I, when you talk about that and what, um, Demon Bunny and, and Rosemary and everybody kind of has going on. It almost feels like the beginning of being the the elite in the very beginning to me. That's what it reminds me of. I mean, I'll definitely take that, and I hope it becomes something uh, something bigger and better. Um, maybe not necessarily to that extent, but to get to that extent would be obviously ridiculous and, and exciting. But it's definitely like you know you get a lot of female tag teams because there's starting to become a, a much bigger. Uh, interest in, in women's wrestling. So tag teams and like little groups here and there, but nothing that's really been substantial and really like stood out. And I feel like we're, we're starting to get there We're we're, you know, letting our presence be, be felt and known and kind of doing something different, a little edgy and a little, you know, and just, just kind of catchy where people just want to see what's going on and want to see what's, what's next. So, I mean, hopefully, like I said, it's, it's one of those things that just kind of, you know, maneuvers into, uh, you know, bigger, bigger audiences and, and, you know, more eyes on us. Now you touched in there on the name change and Rosemary still calling you dust. How did the fans take to that? Because a lot of people, when they leave and they come back with a new name, they might have a, there's a new look or maybe a mask or, you know, something like that. And you just kind of came back and you were like, Hey, I'm Zoe sky now. How did the fans take to that? Uh, I mean, obviously, the uh, the change uh, from Angel Dust to Dust uh, between Rise and uh, and then, of course, my my kind of like foot into Shimmers is, of course, that that name change. Everything transitioned as I first initiated myself into Shimmers, so everything kind of worked out there. Uh, but I did a couple, I think, uh, maybe two shows with with Rise or two or three shows with Rise before changing the name. Uh, I don't feel like I mean, I still have people that you know even now know my name is Zoe Sky, but still. Just like, oh, we just, we miss you. We miss your name. We remember you as Angel Dust and so forth. And it's just, uh, it was just a, a change that I needed. So I, would, I just, I waited so long to make the change because I didn't know when the right moment was to do it. And I just did it. 
So while it's it's the name change from Angel Dust to Dust has been easy between Rise and Shimmer. Uh, elsewhere, you know, I, I mean, I've changed uh, little things up, you know, uh, character-wise and so forth. Uh, maybe not as much as I intended to with the name change. Uh, but thankfully, I had like enough consistent bookings where I was going to the same areas and generally the same towns and promotions where when I made that initial change, those promotions helped put my name out to show that change. So it was able to kind of get around a bit that, you know, that there was, you know, a difference. There was the same person with Angel Dust and Zoe Sky. So it wasn't too hard to change. It just, it was something to me because like I said, like this, you know, a lot of times there'll be something and you just, no, it's Zoe Sky, but they keep going to the same places and they're just going to know you. And that it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I and you know, I, I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't want to take time off. I didn't have a reason to take time off. I just, I felt like, you know, I, I couldn't just completely change my personality because, you know, like this is just me. This is who I am. The, the name just kind of stuck over the years, and and I, I just needed a change. I needed something, uh, you know, more more mature, more more adulterating. You know, that way that eyes. If the eyes that be seen from from bigger promotions and the name doesn't deteriorate my my work value, it was just a lot of little things that I wanted to do my best to make a change while not making a change. If that makes sense, so I wanted to make this name change without changing who I had to be. That's all to every story, right? If you're not who you are, even when you are who you are, it's it doesn't work, right? Right. I completely agree with that. I think Angel Dust is one of the best wrestling names out there, though. <laughs> it just. I'm fit. glad. It, I'm glad. It, I'm glad you think so. But somebody else can take it now. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> no, that's the, the. Well, no, they shouldn't. Not, not that like the name gets retired or anything, but not upset. But I, I like I would be thrown back if somebody took that right away, without giving some time. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends on who you are and where you are. I, I don't know. I've never felt like uh, I was a, a big name value to where, while I may have been wrestling for just over ten years when I did the name change, I don't feel like I was like a, a you know, a household name. You know, not everybody knew who I was. I was still consistently going to different promotions where people had never heard of me before and so forth. So, while I agree, I also feel like. At least for me personally, I wouldn't be as, as I wouldn't be worried about it. like most people would be like, oh, that that name's just been used. Like, okay, well, good luck for you. Hopefully, something good comes out of it for you. You know. And within a year of being Zoe Sky, you took a trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely something something great there. This is the yeah. question. Yeah, you can ask the question, JP. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. How's the food there? I'm going to lead into it. I'm not just going to ask it right up. All right, all right. <laughs> How was the food in Japan? Oh, man, you're asking the wrong person. I <laughs> I am the pickiest eater you will probably ever meet. Uh, so for me, I, I had a very hard time uh, eating uh, out in Japan. Uh, you know, thankfully... There was a, a little mini grocery store walking distance from uh, the apartment that I was able to go and like and buy pasta and buy things so that I could like cook for myself. Um, I, I can't say that I, you know, I, I definitely didn't try things. I tried a few things here and there. Uh, when I tried it, it was, just wasn't my my cup of tea. Uh, I just, I mean, hey, I like rice, but I, I don't like sushi. I don't like fish. You know, uh, it's just. I can't say the food was terrible because I know plenty of people that were there with me who who loved everything they had. But for me, 
uh, I definitely did not like the food. <laughs> what about the Chonko? I'm sorry, the what? The Chonko. Did you stay in the dorms? Yes. Were you yeah, in yeah. one of the dojos? Did, did they have Chonko? No. Oh, so she was... They, you know what? She must be in the upper echelon of that because Chonko is something that they... Isn't it they just... It's there. It's regularly available. You can go in there and eat it whenever you want. It's cabbage soup with something else in it. I don't remember exactly. Do you, JP? No. And Rex Andrews. Rex is one of uh, Booker T's kids. He had gone over there right before he came on, and he couldn't even describe it. He didn't know what it was. He just knew it was food that was always there. Uh, see, that that's that's the difference. I stayed with the, the stardom. Uh, so we... It was literally just like our apartment that we, you know, like I bought my own, you know, we bought groceries for, for, you know, like it was whatever we put in ourselves. Yeah. So there's that. We, we weren't required to have anything there. So is this, let me, and, and if you can't go too far into this, um, 100% understand, but as far as trading back and forth between stardom and rise shimmer, whatever promotion that is, is, is this something that they're doing on a regular basis or how did, how did the stardom thing happen for you? Um, so there was, uh, you know, with, with Kevin Harvey, uh, running rise, he really wanted to, to push the envelope for women's wrestling and, and showcase, yep. uh, women's wrestling as a whole, as, as you know. Uh, and with that, he wanted this promotion, uh, in, in a way to be nationwide. Uh, you know, girls wanted to come, obviously, you know, Shimmer brings in talent from all over the world. And with Rise kind of being the, the baby sister promotion to help bring girls through them into into Rise, as, as so many girls are, are going out into bigger other things, uh, he wanted to have the opportunity to uh, showcase bringing in talent as well as sending his talent out elsewhere. Um, so just like uh, late last year, uh, I think it was September, uh, he managed to work things out with uh, Soraya Knight and the w- WAW promotion in England and uh, was able to run a seminar out there and then bring some of our girls out, out there to, to wrestle for, you know, Bellatrix and WAW. Well, and on that same lines, he was able to bring over a couple of the uh, Japanese women and then on top of it, bring over the owner of Stardom, uh, Rossi Agaba. And with that, uh, was able to strike up a little business, you know, whatever he did, business proposal or so forth, that he managed to get uh, him to bring some of the Rise girls over to Stardom for a little mini tour. Uh, so it was uh, brought to me as being one of the original Rise girls. Uh, he wanted to help, you know, uh, send, sending girls over there. I was along that, that group of girls to go. So basically, you know, he saw something in me. That's why I've been part of this promotion since day one. And he wanted, you know, a chance to send me over there as well. So I got to go over as part of Team Rise, if you could say that, over to work with Stardom. We could, I mean, we could go on for another podcast about that whole adventure. But I, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. The, I mean, if you could just summarize what you took away from the time that you were there. I mean, what's the, I mean, what are the most important things in the short time that you were there that you were able to take away in this opportunity? Uh, you're, and you're right. There, there is just so much. Um, first of all, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy being over there. Um, I've always kind of had a bit of a, uh, a hard time being away from home for long periods of time. But as I've gotten older, I've, I've realized that I, I, I enjoy traveling. Being over there, I was able to, to train and, and you know train with a lot of the, the girls over there that, that are doing these stardom tours regularly. 
you know, just to, to the culture and the wrestling experience, just everything as a whole was fantastic. The shows in, that they put on in general, the, the, the fans really love professional wrestling over there. They love what they do. Uh, I mean, it literally turned my head to, to a different focus point when I came home. Uh, it made me realize how much I really wanted to do something in this business. And I really just enjoy traveling and getting to meet new people and, and see new things. And then, of course, on top of it being, you know, able to go to a big promotion like that to showcase what I do and get the feedback that I got, you know, back from these the owners and, and the guys and the girls uh, was just tremendous. Like, I, it definitely brought me home feeling just welcome. While I was welcome there, it brought me home feeling more confident and, and better about myself. I mean, I, I took so much from that experience. I definitely, I definitely hope that I can do it again soon. I want to, I'm going to ask one more question, JP, and I, I know what you're coming up next with, but I'm going to ask this one more question. Um, I, is it JP, is it too early to start booking King of trios for 2019? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Like if paradise but, lost was able to, I mean, what, why don't we just announce them as the first team? We'll just like quack. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, is that is that an option? Can we go ahead and throw that out there now? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine I'm with it. <laughs> throwing it. I mean, we we missed uh, Ethan HD was on here, and he was talking about EC3. Who was the other one? JP. Ethan Carter and um, Ethan, Ethan Carter, EC3, and Ethan HD, and they were going to be three thin. Is what they're going to call. It. <laughs> but I mean, it, I mean it, the only reason I bring that up is because it sounds like from everybody. B Priestley's over there on a regular basis. Um, Kimberly's over there, I think, right now. There's a lot of people that are over there right now. And it's just, it seems like once somebody comes back from over there, Rex Andrews was a big one. Um, they just, the focus is, it, it, it's immeasurable when somebody comes back from Japan. I don't know if it's the culture or it's the exposure or just how much the Japanese culture just inundates you and, and you become kind of a family you don't have a choice and you just become that family and then you come back and say i want this i want to be part of this every day yeah yeah i I definitely see see what you mean and i I definitely feel that way um yeah it's just i definitely got hit up a lot uh even while i was there people started to see things and stuff that i was there doing things so of course when promoters were asking for dates and so forth it was like while i was still there or you know whatever i mean I've, i've definitely gotten uh a lot more attention uh you know, between fans, promotions, you know, podcasts and so forth, just just so many different things coming up. It's like, I, I think it's finally starting to like, I have a break. I don't have to be by my phone 24-7. I, and it, it's all starting to quiet away a little bit. And now it's starting to pick back up again. And, you know, as they constantly put out, you know, you know matches and, and information and stuff. But uh, like I said, it's just like the, the, the focus that these girls have uh, over there to, to train and, and get good. I wrestled a 13 year old girl who I I'm pretty sure could wrestle circles around me. She was so talented. Like all of these girls, they just, they have the drive and the, in the heart to just do this every day and be the best that they can. And that helps everybody who's over there, especially during training and during matches want to get better and want to be better and, and bring that home with them so that they can share that with, with all of the talent here. Let me ask you, so JP one where I promise I'm done. I promise one more. So when you just you just mentioned thirteen, like what kind of look as a thirteen year old girl in Japan training? How, however, they do in the dojos even at stardom. From your experience, do they bump over there at that age? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I literally my uh, second match 
over there was with a girl who I'm, and if they, if they, if, if they didn't say 13 when they talked to me, she was definitely under 15. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they said 13. And I, and I mean, she was a little, a little taller than me, a little bit bigger than me, but I mean, she was doing everything everybody else was doing, running ropes, taking bumps, uh, everything, you know, so it, it's, it doesn't make a difference. Obviously they, they have to, uh, you know, they start small with, with, you know, like how we start training here with rolls and so forth and bumps and running ropes and whatever. And they have like a, like a, a test, so to speak, that they have to pass in order to start having matches. Um, but in the meantime, even if they're not having matches, they still go to training every day. They still go uh, and, and travel to the shows every weekend and help set up and tear down and do everything uh, backstage and so forth. I mean, these girls have so much, uh, so much more going on a lot of times than what we do being the performers. You know, they, they have to do all the running and everything else. Uh, they're constantly, 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 uh, you know, looking to help out and improve and then, you know, get to that point where they can actually start having matches themselves. That's cool. That's very interesting. Now you're back. You come back to the U S and like women's wrestling right now is really like prominent. It's not the divas that it was 10 years ago. It's women wrestlers or sports entertainers or whatever you want to call them. But they're, they're less models and more athletes. Do you think that that's actually helped the sport as far as like the body shaming and stuff and girls thinking they have to be a size zero? I mean, absolutely. It's just the way our culture is, and it's terrible to, to think that. Uh, for me, I, I don't, I don't care what somebody looks like as long as they can get in the ring and perform. You know what I mean? I obviously to be athletic and, you know, in, 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 in decent, in decent figure shape and so forth is one thing. You don't have to be a supermodel. You don't have to, you know, obviously you, you, you can't, you know, just be, you know, completely misproportioned and get in a ring and not be, you know, safe and, and athletic in any way. You have to have something to to back yourself in a ring but i mean if you have that supermodel look and you're athletic and you can get then then absolutely go for it you know use that to your advantage but there like you said even 10 15 20 years ago the difference completely uh there's a complete difference uh in in the way the girls uh I, i think see themselves you know we want to be looked at as performers equal to if not better than a lot of the guys you know past the present you know and we want people to see us as being uh you know we don't want to just be eye candy we want to be you know we want to be the guy we want to be the girl who makes a difference in promotion in a match in in any situation and i definitely feel like you know because we start to see that that's like the the thing that's working everybody's thriving to be that, you know, we're all looking to be, you know, uh, you know, in shape and, and ready to, to show that we can all, you know, perform. And that's the thing is any girl can not, I don't want to say any girl can lose weight, but any girl can put on a ton of makeup and try to get that model look. Not every girl can do what the, the women like you do. And actually go out and be athletes. And that's the biggest thing, JP, is I think it's... And you can stand with any of them looks-wise as well, so... 
I, mean, I, def- I definitely uh, have never been one to go out there with my looks because I definitely was never one to do a ton of hair and a ton of makeup. You know, I go out there to, to look like an athlete and to look the part. And, you know, like I said, like these girls who have, you know, beautiful flowing hair and can, you know, have beautiful makeup, they still go out there with that, that, you know, athletic ability. And that's, it's just, it's great to see. And you can definitely tell uh, when you look at any crowd, especially with younger, you know, teenage girls and even younger that they look up to us. So it's good to see that these girls are all like these, these female wrestlers are all wanting to be that role model in some way. And that's the coolest thing for me when I, and cause when WWE was in Butte finally uh, forever, but it was just so cool to watch Ruby and Bailey and, and, and all these, they just, they specifically, the females always take time for the little girls, even the boys. They always, always, always take time. And JP, we've watched this happen and it's, he hit on it. it. It's just this, I don't want to call it a revolution because it's been, it's been, Sarah Del Rey, Lufisto, all these gals that have been doing this forever. It's always been here. It's always been at the level that it's always been at. I just think that the internet and social media has just finally exposed the rest of the world to what's already always, almost always been there. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, the the social media presence now has definitely uh, progressed over the last 10 years. Like you said, literally, uh, I was wrestling intergender matches. Lufisto was wrestling death matches. Like, there were so many girls doing so many crazy things having ridiculous matches, going overseas and, and wrestling for all these big promotions, doing, you know, uh, you know, uh, little squash matches or little little scenes on WB on Monday night and so forth. People were doing this, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago and even before. But it yeah. took this long because everything now is being put out there for people to see that everybody is now being able to see that, oh, this, it's so cool to see so-and-so doing this. Yeah, well... It is definitely cool by all means, but, you know, what about thanking the people that did this years ago who still do it now? Absolutely. Do you, and JP, it's, I mean, along with the body issues and and all of us have our our issues and it's just so nice to see it's not the Barbie cutout thing. It's everybody has their own issues, whether you're bigger, smaller, larger, yellow, green, blue, whatever. Everybody struggles with something. And I think that's what is so cool about the generation that's coming up plus the generations that's already here is the inclusion that pro wrestling even from the top all the way to the bottom puts out but there are certain individuals i think that are still out there that still shame people for that and that's that's a sad thing yeah i completely agree yeah i think it's one of those things where uh people got so used to talking down about so many different things you know people who were you know not necessarily of a certain age but a certain you know a group depicted that oh, we see these supermodels on TV and here we are 20 years later. These girls aren't supermodels. We don't like them. They aren't what we used to like 20 years ago. But people now like that because they can relate to it. So it's it's everybody's going to have the, these bits and pieces that they like and don't like and these changes and so forth. But, I mean, it, 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 like you said, you don't want to call it a revolution or, or whatever, but it's just like the, the little bit of change that we need, but people just need to grasp on it and not hate on everything. Yeah, it's a shift in in my theory, and this is, I think I've learned this and been fortunate enough to do it, is when I watch, I just watch to enjoy the art, because I don't know how many times I bring up James Wheeler Yuta. Um, He basically said, sometimes I show up and we don't know each other, we're just artists, we're going to write a play, we're not going to practice it, we're just going to go out there, we're going to act it out, 
and we're going to talk about it when it happens. That's the truest form of art for me, and I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah, that's good. And so I just hope many more people think that and just sit to, to enjoy it and not to critique it. That's our job yeah. is to tell them to shut up and that's, sit down. Well, <laughs> right. You know, here's the thing is everybody can go online and critique things and can, can critique anything. Four-star restaurants, five-star restaurants are going to get critiqued online. Keyboard warriors. Right. Wrestlers are getting critiqued online by... People you know, don't know the first thing about anything. Right. The podcast and the news, news with the Z sites, that, you know, don't really understand. They haven't gone to any wrestling training or anything like that, and they don't know. Like, I'm watching the stuff um, this past week with Brie Beller and Liv, and everybody's blaming Brie. I, I I think it's kind of almost like a 50-50 fault there. And it sucks that it happened. Like, let's just focus on that. Like, you know? Yeah. An accident happened Absolutely. in the ring. Somebody got injured. It's horrible. Let's just leave it at that rather than say it's all her fault. It's nobody's fault. It was a matter of timing and it was a matter of uh, yeah. people blowing things out of proportion. I mean, I can't even imagine how many matches that that you've had, Zoe, that's just, I mean, things go wrong sometimes and you try to recover, but every once in a while, things, people are out of position, things happen, somebody's not there to catch you, it, it's, I'm sure things go wrong, I just don't think it's, and you hit on it, it's these individuals that think they can critique, I couldn't imagine, JP and I were talking way before this, I couldn't even imagine trying to balance somebody, what's that move called again, JP, I can't remember, what is it, it's just... Oh, just like the like an insiguri when they jump when they when you got somebody posting on your leg or whatever anything like that and having them having the steadiness to allow them to balance. And I'm 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 flexible, I'm strong, but I know that it would take me an awful long time to learn how to do that, and I am definitely never going to critique somebody unless I have done it myself. Yeah, right, and that's the thing. We, there's a reason we go to, to training, and people train for for years on end. And, and even after they have matches, they still continue to train and and, and so forth. Like nothing we do uh, is 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 always gonna go right. Uh, my fiance just a couple weeks ago uh, was wrestling somebody he's wrestled a thousand times uh, and went for her can run off the top rope and ended up on the top of his on the top of his neck. Uh, had to go to the hospital and had all kinds of issues. Had a concussion. Uh, thankfully, not no major neck injuries. Uh, some some issues that may have been kind of pre pre occurring that just kind of like really sparked up with this, you know, and and so forth. But you know, and he didn't, you know, get angry at the guy. Didn't you know lash out? You know, it, obviously, I, I wasn't even at the event, but I, you know, I saw plenty of pictures, and he called me right away and so forth. You know, these things happen, and you know, while fans want to sit there and and you know blame people and so forth. Uh, they're the ones on that side of the crowd and for the, for the wrestlers who, who, you know, do train and, and do know, you know, I'm not going to, like I saw pictures and I could tell what potentially may have happened and went wrong, but I'm not going to get mad at, at, you know, my fiance or the guy he wrestled, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. You know, if he's not upset about something, then why, why should I be, you know, right. and it's the same thing. If, if, you know, Liv wanted to, to blow up about it, then let her, you know, it was, it was those two in the match. Nobody right. else needs to have anything, you know, to, I mean, it's one thing to have your opinion, but you don't have to lash out like, like with these girls did something wrong. You know, they, they can handle their business privately. And on top of it, they're in a company that can handle the business for them. 
No, they can go to somebody and have the discussion and figure out what went wrong and, and so forth and get things taken care of. They don't need everybody else handling it for them. Right. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure the people that have been commented online don't know any more than any of the agents you just did on that perfect. <laughs> right. Let's, let's just let Birdie handle it, okay, from now on. Let Birdie handle it. <laughs> now, you, you touched on intergender matches, too. How do you feel on that? Like, wrestling men, do you have a preference? No, no. Um, uh, starting out, when I started training, uh, there was only one female who was kind of in and out of training, never really finished training. Uh, so I pretty much just trained uh, with guys all the time anyway. Um, my first few matches uh, outside of my home promotion were uh, against guys. Um, I, I actually didn't, I don't think I wrestled the, uh, my first female versus female match until, uh, probably even, you know, a month or two in when I was wrestling maybe two or three times a month before I finally wrestled, you know, a girl. And of course that was Jessica Havoc. So I was scared to death anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it's just, I, I don't care. I enjoy wrestling, you know, as long as it's somebody who I know has been trained and, and knows what they're doing and isn't you know, out there to, you know, hurt me in some way. Uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to kind of find a way to, to tell that story and, and to, to give people something to want to see, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, a guy my size or a female, you know, Jessica Havoc or, you know, a, a guy that's six foot five. You know, it's just, it's just fun to be able to find a way to tell a story that people can be involved in. And it doesn't matter who it's with. I think that's kind of I, just for me, JP. As I watch as much as I do, the independent wrestling, especially the on the women's side, are able to pull off a little bit more psychology than the men do. And I don't know if it's just because of the whole it's a female thing, but I don't know. But it just seems like they're able to pull stuff off that guys can't when it comes to the psychology and matches in most of the ones that I've seen lately. That's probably true, and though all lately too, you hit the nail on the head because there's so many girls out there doing it. But now, see, I have the intergender matches. I just I don't know. Like I have my failings and my reasons for for. Like I'm not going to turn around during an intergender match. It's probably going to be the best match of the night, and eventually, I think it's kind of. And what the female has to do in that is make the crowd see it as like a not a male versus a female, but an actual just a match. So you're not watching a male versus a female; you're just watching a wrestling match. Absolutely, absolutely, yep. Do you find that hard to do, or do you think that, that because you trained with the guys and you've kind of been through it like that, do you think you have an advantage? Uh, definitely no, no advantage. I mean, everybody obviously is, is trained different and, and so forth. Uh, there's, there's always differences. And so, in, in, in the way that you're, you're brought up and the people you're around and so forth. Uh, I mean, I definitely feel like, especially with having, uh, opportunities to wrestle so many different, uh, men coming up in the first few years, uh, that I can, I can tell those stories and I can, I can put on good matches because I've been in the situation, but I mean, like I said, it's one of those things where for me, it, you know, I, I couldn't tell you how many times coming in wrestling a guy, they, they were super worried about wrestling because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know. They, they didn't think twice about, well, we're just going to have a wrestling match. They stopped and went, Oh, I'm wrestling a girl. 
you know, so, so now that it's become more common and, and, you know, so forth, it's, it, like you said, it, it's, you know, many, many of the girls, uh, want to showcase that it is a wrestler versus a wrestler match. You know, I don't know necessarily that we, you know, play psychology and so forth into it more in our matches or whatever, but we, we know we want it to be a wrestling match, not a, this is a guy wrestling a girl. Oh, let's, let's show why the girl should be in the kitchen or why she should be wrestling other girls or this or that. Like the times for all of that have, have started to change and not everybody enjoys, you know, intergender wrestling and, and you know, nobody, nobody's going to shame them for that. At least they shouldn't, you know, everybody has the things that they like and, and don't like many yeah. people still don't even like watching women's wrestling, you know, but for me, it's just making any uh, situation that I'm put in uh, to be out in the ring in front of fans, putting it into a perspective where they can enjoy the match in general. JP, let's uh, let's take a quick break here. Sure. We'll promote some of the old the podcasts we like to listen to, um, and then what we'll do is we'll come back. Um, we've almost gone for a long time here, and we're going to take up her entire night. But we'll come back, uh, get some other questions in there, and then we'll. We'll close it out and let you go. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Perfect. Uh, JP. Yeah. We'll be right back. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms. Platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. Hey, thanks. Uh, again, those are some great podcasts we like to listen to and, and share um, some good guys out there. All right, Zoe. So we've got some announcements that you want to get to, but also I want to make sure if people want to find you on social media, um, where are you at and how do they find you? And I am, I, I'd like to say everywhere, but I'm not. Uh, so I've got Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, my Facebook and Instagram are Zoe Sky Official, and then Twitter is Zoe Sky Pro, and that's Sky, S-K-Y-E. Perfect. You've got the big event between Rise and Shimmer coming up. What are you most looking forward to? I mean, there's there hasn't. I mean, there's announcement that there's not a lot of stuff that's finalized. What are you looking forward to? Uh, so that weekend is uh, Rise. Uh, the Rise Insanity event is on. Uh, I believe it's Friday, uh, October nineteenth. So there'll be like an all day training seminar for uh, any any girls that want to, you know, an opportunity to to get their face seen uh, with Rise and Shimmer. Uh, so with Rise uh, that evening, I will be in a tag team match for uh, the Guardians of Rise tag titles, myself and uh, Raven's Ash, otherwise Melanie Cruz, uh, against Shotzi Blackheart and Delilah Doom. Uh, it's definitely been like an ongoing feud between me and the two of them for the longest time. So uh, we're, we're hoping to take we've had going on now for the better part of almost two years. Uh, and then, of course, Shimmer Weekend itself, uh, between the 20th and 21st, I will be 
uh, winning, well, defending my Heart of Chimera championship, hopefully all weekend long. Uh, I have no idea who my opponents might be yet, but uh, I'll be there both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that is October 20th and 21st in Berwyn, Illinois. You've got, you just talked about it. So you've got um, Rise 10 Insanity, October 19th, 2018. Is that correct? Yes. And that's, you guys have, is there a training session? There's a training session that's going on before that. It's a seminar prior to Rise. Um, and I believe, is Mercedes going to be there? Yes, yes. Uh, she is one of the seminar uh, trainees. Uh, I think there are four seminar uh, trainees that day. Uh, and then Mercedes uh, will also be in a match that evening. Uh, I believe it's a 60-minute Iron Woman match against Tessa Blanchard for the uh, Phoenix of Rise title. Oh, oh. go ahead, Josh. No, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you can watch this. Can they watch this? Is it $4.99 a month on Rise? Do you know? And they can yes. see this live when it happens, correct? Uh, it's definitely four ninety nine a month. I believe that they, they're still going to try to do the live feed. Uh, I haven't seen them post, but they, it should be a live feed for that as well. And typically the live feed, so everybody knows, if you follow Rise, is typically on Twitch, you guys. Um, when they do live and do stuff like that, I believe it's typically exclusively to Twitch. But I think you have your subscription service too and an app, if I remember right. But it's been a while for me, and Kevin's probably going to kill me for that. <laughs> that does sound about right, but I also am always on the event, so I don't get the chance to pay attention to it being on a live feed. So, <laughs> either way, either usually what it is that's that's through Twitter. But either way, folks, I think it's going to be, I mean, an, an Iron Man match, sixty minutes for that title. That's that's pretty that's pretty huge, and you're part of that. That's- yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a very, a very uh, important match. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot going on. I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, I constantly post so everybody can check out my, my Twitter and, and Facebook and so forth to, to see what's up. And I always share the, the, the info with Rise so they can always, you know, find a link and click on it to look more information up and so forth. So definitely, definitely people need to check it out. It'll be a good, good event. And if somebody, is, I mean, if somebody's really thinking about this when they're thinking, well, I'm, I don't necessarily want to get into like the in-ring stuff. I want to, I'm more interested in the outside of the ring stuff. I think that when Kevin puts these together, I think there's also announcing and other stuff when they do this, correct? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. They have the commentary. They have uh, announcing, uh, referees, uh, managers. Uh, if, you know, for the seminars, of course, that's what you're talking about. Uh, they do have like a like a little like uh, that's kind of if people sign up in in one of those roles, they they easily make that uh, something attainable. So uh, he has done plenty that were solely focused on that. Um, but now like a mix of everything, like uh, anything backstage and and you know, anything that wrestling related is now becoming a part of these seminars on a regular basis. And, here's and they've the also been opened up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the, the seminars, uh, I think this one might actually be open to male and female, uh, but it's more intended for females because of the Shimmer Weekend to bring other girls in for Shimmer. But the regular uh, seminars on a regular basis uh, are open to men and women, and that includes those backstage and other roles besides wrestling. So, you know, if anybody's interested in that on the male end, uh, that stuff is open and available for seminar participants as well. Right. So now here you go. For people who want to know how to get into Rise or Shimmer, hello. That's it. I mean, the door. Absolutely. It takes, it takes one decision and one commitment, folks. That's the coolest yeah. thing about 
pro wrestling is like anybody can if you, if you have a desire and you have a love and you have a passion for it you don't have to be in the ring you can do all sorts of stuff you can contribute in a lot of ways if you want to be into one of these companies that runs these seminars any any company that runs any seminar and you say you want to be in that company and you don't go to the seminar you don't want to be in that company <laughs> you can say it all you want but when the one thing that you can do pops up and you don't do it you don't unless you know I mean of course things happen in people's lives life's happening I think me and Josh know that better than anybody right now life happens but I mean if you can get there just get there it's worth the money you know Shimmer's been free Shimmer I'll go out on a limb and say Shimmer's responsible for like a lot of what you see in the women wrestling today because you're completely right yep I don't think I agree with you at all they, they were like the first non-hokey women's wrestling company that I knew about anyway. And I know... You still had to buy DVDs. That's how we got it. We had to buy the DVDs. Yeah. I know for a fact that women's wrestling... Women's World... World Women's Wrestling up here in Boston, Triple W, Sheldon Goldberg's. I know for a fact that he got... He based it around Shimmer. So... If you want to be in that company, get there. I guess here's the other thing too: is if you're if you're just a fan and you're interested to see how this goes down, like how do people get in the business? It's going to cost you what's nope. it, fifteen bucks, something like that. I uh, can't. That. I just can't. It will ruin wrestling. <laughs> the match has to be there. What are you doing? You're just touching yourself all over the place. I was fidgeting with the cord to my laptop. <laughs> um, but like, it's a good thing we can edit this stuff out, Zoe. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good thing. So um, me, we, we've almost had you here for an hour, and I guess I, I've kind of waited because the, the coolest thing for me, and this is this is specifically for for you and for Rise and Kevin, is that. There was a tweet that went out, I don't know how long it was ago, where he he is so committed, he is so passionate, he is so involved in trying to get what he, his vision off the ground that it got to a point where he was ready to give up, but it was cool. I don't know who it was, who came in or who swooped in and helped him transition and make that. And six months later, I mean, it's it's one of the most talked about, I think, promotions for me when it comes to women on the internet besides probably WWR up there where JP's at. Yeah. I mean, I think he's just, uh, you know, people saw that he had, you know, the, the drive to, to help make something more of women's wrestling. And, you know, while not everybody, uh, while I'm not saying that not anybody else, uh, feels that way or wants to pertain to it, but he, you know, he's always been around shimmer. He's always been, you know, around the, the women's wrestling aspect. And he, he knows that there are plenty of girls who want an opportunity and, you know, who want to get better, you know, for the longest time. And even now people complain that there aren't uh, women's wrestlers doing, you know, seminars, you know, ideally for women. And, and now that's a pretty consistent thing. And it's even happening more and more uh, outside of Rise because people saw that it was really picking up. You know, and it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things where it, it did get, I, I don't know all the details and I don't want to get, you know, too right. personal with, with his own business and so forth. But while things were, were getting a little rocky for a minute because there, there's a lot of money to be put. If people don't know any better, 
you don't really see what's being put into these shows, but the amount of money uh, for, for, you know, the talent and then the backstage and, and, and all these little things here and there in the building and so forth, the travel, you know, he's not just doing this and, and, you know, near where he lives in Chicago, he's, he's taking this across you know the country and, and, and overseas. Like I said, I mean, we've been doing this now uh, for almost three years uh, with, with, you know, California, Florida, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, England, uh, uh, you know, a little jumping hand in, in you know, uh, Japan he doesn't have the money to, you know, not one person has the money to fund all this themselves, whether it be him or anybody who's running a wrestling promotion. And if they do, then why don't they have a bigger promotion? You know, so people see that he's doing something and that he wants to make something more of this. So, you know, that's why fans jump in to buy tickets and to buy DVDs, to buy merch. They want to have some kind of helping hand so that we can, you know, he can keep this going for us girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the biggest way I think to do that right now is $4.99 to go subscribe to that, get the app, and do what you guys need to do because it's amazing content. And if you want to jump in um, before it gets as cool as Jakara and has 19 seasons and you have to start all over, just start right now. No. I think think we're good, JP. I mean, that's really it. I mean, we can – edit a little bit of stuff out of here and it's almost been an hour and I don't want to take a whole lot of her time and then really not. I think we're good. Joey, real quick, one last thing. Yeah. Can you just give us one male and one female wrestler who inspired you? Who inspired me? Yeah. Uh, I've definitely, uh, I don't know who doesn't know this at this point. Uh, Shawn Michaels was always uh, my, my favorite wrestler. Uh, Male and female will always be number one. Um, growing up, that's all I watched was uh, WWE, so I didn't pay attention too much to WCW or indie wrestling or anything. Um, so I, I can't say that, that wouldn't necessarily change, but when it comes to male wrestlers, he was definitely uh, and will always be my favorite. Uh, a female, I, I just, growing up, you had, like you, like you guys have said before, like kind of like the diva era and like the, the, the girls that came in just to be models and to be looks. Um, I always enjoyed the girls who, you know, the women who went out there and actually wanted to have matches and wanted to be uh, a performer and, and, and have the matches that a lot of the girls are having now. Um, I, 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 I want to say my favorite is probably Lita because uh, I, I always enjoyed, you know, watching her. I, like, I always loved her look and just everything about her. But I yeah. mean, at that era, like her and, and Victoria and Trish, were always like such good talent that I always love watching all of them. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Hey, no problem. So again, th- thanks again for taking your time tonight. Um, again, folks, uh, look for big things. Um, she couldn't get too much into it, but we're looking forward to it for sure. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having for me having me again, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, we have. Yeah.